This is Vixa High, and you are watching, in fact, the Jeffster special on Chuck versus the podcast. Introduce yourself, Grayson. I'm Eugene Edwards. I'm a musician on Chuck. Hey, this is Tim Jones, composer for Chuck. This is Scott Krinsky, and you're watching the Jeffster special on Chuck versus the podcast. Some folks are all made to win. This is Gray. This is Mel. This is Liz. And we want to welcome you to the Jeffster special of Chuck vs. the Podcast, episode 57 for Monday, May 24th, 2010, right after the season three finale of Chuck. How are you guys doing? Uh, I'm pretty stoked. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and this is part one where we're going to talk to the actors of Jeffster. That's right. We have Jester in the house. Vixa High and Scott Krinsky are with us to talk about what a good couple of years it's been for Jeffster. So stay tuned. There's going to be a whole lot of stuff in this two-part series. In part one, we're going to have the actors. Part two, we're going to have the behind-the-scenes look at, at what it takes to put Jeffster together. And that includes a bunch of exclusive behind the scenes content so you're going to want to stay until the end of this it's going to be awesome and we're going to start with an interview that i had in toronto with vixa high about two or three months ago you're going to love it We're at the Ripasado Bar here in Toronto, Ontario, and I'm sitting with Vixa High, who is graciously giving us some time for I'm not interviews. Gracious. I'm not gracious, <laughs> but go ahead. And uh, actually, Vic was on the podcast a few months ago yep. um, in January. Um, actually, a pretty long interview with Mel. It was endless. Uh, I was endless. She was succinct. Yeah. So it did not uh, bode well for her, unfortunately. <laughs> and you gave nothing away. Yeah, no, I, I uh, have made a very strict policy. This is going to be tough for you too, Graham, uh -huh. if I can call you Graham, uh, because I, make a, I have a very strict policy about, about plot, because I want to tell everything, and yet I'm also the guy who, wants, who thinks he wants to know everything, and then when I hear it, I'm viciously angry. So I, I just 
keep quiet. So uh, let's pull some teeth here and see what happens. <laughs> well, we're actually taping this in April, and this is going to air in June right. um, after the finale. But I do understand, for the sake of the other people sitting here in this restaurant, yeah, well, exactly. We can use Obviously, very these people are very terms. interested in what I'm doing. <laughs> They're all turned away drinking. Yeah. No mistake. So in in your last interview with us, you said yeah. that in the beginning you almost didn't take this role. That's true. Uh, that's very true. Um, as I think I said to Mel, um, you know, I, I was coming off the heartbreak of, uh, of not getting the role of Morgan and uh, the damage to my internal organs that that did made me kind of angry and uh, blind to the potential of the rest of the script. And uh, Lester was a tiny, tiny role. Hmm. I didn't even note him the first time I read it. Um, and so when it was offered, I, I just, I was like wanting to get back to Toronto and um, lick my wounds, as it were. Um, and uh, and so I, I, I said, sort of said, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do that. And my manager, again, brilliantly said, you know, who on God's green earth do you think you are to say no to anything <laughs> at all? Uh, you're in no position. Shut your mouth, brown boy, and go do it. And I did, and it was it was obviously <laughs> the best decision uh, I was forced into. Um, Ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, so obviously your character has expanded through the first season and right. into the second season, but this is a Jeffster special episode. Uh oh. And, and I do think that, um, at least as I, as I watch the show, since Jeffster came, yeah. we see a lot more of Lester. Right. And so, how, how has the advent of Jeffster changed your job description? Well, uh, it's, it, it begins with what you're saying. Uh, obviously, that Jeffster, in some manner or another, has, has gotten some traction means that I'm in the episodes more. Um, I think that Jeffster, you know, what I feel about what Jeffster is, is that it's the kind of. Um, thematic extension of, of some of the, the mythology of the show is about, about kind of rising to your full potential, uh, ordinary man going into extraordinary circumstances. And for Lester and Jeff, sadly, this is where they are at their most free. Mm -hmm. uh, this is them, this is their superstardom, superhero world. Uh, and so it's kind of allowed me to, you know, without consciously necessarily doing it, tap into the pipeline of what the show is all about. Mm -hmm. So how, how does it feel to be more central to the show now? And particularly, you've been involved in some of the major crescendos, I would call them. Right. Uh, say, for instance, Devin and Ellie's wedding. Yeah. You were involved uh, in the taking of the Buy More. <laughs> right. Um, taking and, it back. And right. actually so, some really climactic moments. Uh, how does that feel? Well, you know, as an actor, I, I, all I can do is deal with the kind of circumstances of, of Lester's world. And really, the, the, other than the moment, like for example, Awesome and Ellie's wedding, he doesn't know what's going on other than that he's going to perform at a wedding. And so I, my job is to just kind of play within his circumstances. And actually, it's one of the things that I have begun to kind of love about playing Lester is that mm. his world doesn't change, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? He does something and the next week he's kind of back in his world, but he has this amazing 
capacity to create uh, mythologies in his own head about who he uh -huh. is. Uh, you know, so he plays out these archetypes of, of savior and hero and rock star and bully and, and swindler and gambler and, uh, and is changing hats all the time. But really, externally, he's back at the Bymore. He's just mm -hmm. living in his, his postage stamp-sized universe. He's not actually going out around the world and doing these things. He's just kind of sitting inside his box and inventing and inventing and inventing and inventing. Mm -hmm. so, um, so in terms of your question, uh, so what I like to do is avoid the question and then pretend I'm coming back to it. Um, you know, really, it, it's it's great for, from an outside point of view, but being on the inside of it, you know, his world, you know, like I've said before, the show to me is called Lester. Mm -hmm. And so it's just about that. Um, he doesn't see anything as climactic moments. I mean, obviously, the taking back of the, the buy more, the fortunate son moment, it was him being the rallying cry, you know, uh, uh, creating a revolution. Um, but once that's done, he's kind of back to his nerd herd gig, mm -hmm. as it were. So um, as an actor, it's been great. It's been very cool to be part of the, the big episodes. But as a character, it's it's day to day. Mm -hmm. It's day to day. Yeah. Well, I really appreciated the insight that you had with Mel when you talked about how your character is almost an antithesis for, for Chuck. Right. It's in uh, because of the um, opposing nature of, of your world versus his world. Right. It it creates uh, a lot of insight into Chuck, and in, in the show, it helps to illustrate the relationships. It helps to illustrate the situations. Right. I think what I appreciate about your character is that I could imagine Jeffster playing at at a huge venue and right. having great successes. Right. And then you see Chuck get the girl and you're just as jealous. Yeah. Yeah, I think that his relationship to Chuck is, as I've said before, um, an unrequited rivalry. And I think it, it'll never die. I think it's something that he, he is the antithesis to Chuck, because Chuck is effortless and, he, and Lester is absolutely effortful. He, um, he, can't, he can't manifest anything in his life. He has, he's a kind of a guy, like I've said, who's stuck and is, is, his blood is flowing with negative energy, whereas Chuck is kind of flowing with positive energy. And so there is a definite kind of yin and yang. And I think in Lester, you have the potential to illustrate um, Chuck's rise and who Chuck actually is. And whereas Lester is anything but what Chuck is. Mm. How, would, how would you say from season one to now, that the Lester character has grown. He hasn't. Uh, he has not. He's ungrown. He's devolved. No, I mean, he's... Um, it's a very good question. I think from the beginning, I, I, I bid on to something that was about this rivalry, about mm -hmm. this desire to undo, to pull the string at the other people who are doing well around him. And mm -hmm. I think that that has not changed. It's grown. It's um, a greater loathing, maybe. a greater loathing, if you will. Uh, not all of us can be so eloquent. <laughs> um, but the, the Jeffster, uh, the Jeffster uh, creation has given him a kind of focus. And I think that uh, it's allowed him to put some of that negative energy into dealing with um, being a pseudo rock star, mm -hmm. and so that that allows some of the tension to to be released mm -hmm. um, in him. I think you know. That being said, uh, I do think that if he could, he would give it all up if he could just trip Chuck up. If he could take <laughs> him down in some way, he would give it all up. Yeah, yeah. 
So now we go on a little bit to the mechanics of, oh of Jeffster. Ah, bah. Behind in, the veil, the, <laughs> the uh, veil. opening up. Uh, and, uh, and in particular, even as we tape this, Josh Schwartz has already been open about the fact that there's a music yeah. video involved. Yeah, in why give everything away? Why give my stuff away? Give the other stuff away. Yeah, yeah. and some really interesting pictures. <laughs> and uh, and so what what can you tell us about uh, about what it was like to shoot that music video? I'm guessing it was your first music video. It was my third, uh, but I don't want to show the other ones. Um, yeah, no, it was my first music video. I mean, it was um, it was part of the absolute. Uh, mountain climb that this has been for me. I mean, it's been uh, uh, an absolute joyride, to be to be honest with you. And and what's been amazing about it is that as I am kind of experiencing these things, these performing at Comic Con and doing these songs and uh, uh, doing music videos, etc., for the first time, so is Lester. And so all I need to do, there's no acting involved. I can just kind of tap into his journey, uh, tap that journey into where I'm at and go. And I can kind of just jump blindly off that cliff and feel his fear and horror and um, and uh, madness and kind of execution and let it be. You know, mm -hmm. when we shot that music video, uh, you know, they were like, and action. I had no, nothing planned, nothing planned. And I just jumped, you know, uh, as I'm doing now, poorly. Um, so, uh, it's, it was a thrill ride, and it was absolutely terrifying. I mean, it feels redundant to say that, that Jeffster is terrifying for me, but it really, really is. Um, but it's been incredible. You know, being a little away from it right now, it, it feels uh, I kind of miss the uh, the adrenaline rush of it. As to work. <laughs> and uh, and in your interview with Mel, you said you like to research your roles. Yes. Um, Tim Jones told me that you're always prepared. <laughs> right. Um, and now you haven't had a whole lot of musical training, I'm guessing. You're saying that based on my singing <laughs> voice, I take it. Uh, I have uh, virtually none. Uh -huh. so, so talk about that preparation. What, what, what's involved in, in preparing for singing one of these songs, like Fortunate Son, for right. example? Well, the ABC is at the very last minute, and I mean the very last minute, we get the song that we're going to sing. Okay? And for me, obviously, that's uh, pure panic, white, blanched, sweat, angry at the producers for giving it to me last minute. And the first thing I have to do is listen to it and find the note. And I can't ever, you know, find the note that I'm going to sing. And I know nothing about it. So Tim and his partner, Gene, helped me out with that. Um, it's a matter of watching. I watch performance. I listen again and again and again. I live in an apartment in Los Angeles, and my neighbors can sing along with me. Um, they were like, this song was better. You did a better job with this song than this one. Now, Love Hurts did not work, but this was all right. Um, and so it's, it's literally about immersing myself in the world of that song and kind of, and then tapping into what it means for me as quickly as possible, um, finding the notes, memorizing it, um, and then again, the key for me with this whole thing with Jeffster has been just not overthinking it, getting out of my head and diving and, uh, and, and kind of giving her to the songs in a way that if I thought about it for a second, I would like shrink up and you know, scurry away. So that's the kind of prep I do in my apartment and then I go and record it uh, with, with Tim guiding and, uh, and that's its own horror show, sitting in a studio with professionals listening to you, kind of, you see them over the glass going, there's a pause, and they're like, we're gonna, you know, it's just not, and I'm like, the tear rolls down, just, how was that, guys? Good, 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 good. Why were you slicing your throat then? 
So that's kind of the ABC of it, you know. Mm. Though we try to do everything as quickly as possible in one take, you know, even when mm. we're recording, so it can seem as, uh, as uh, spontaneous as possible, yeah. sadly. I wish there was much more takes. Yeah. Now, when you record, you mentioned that you have a guide track. Yeah. Um, and this guide track sort of helps you to, to, to find your note. Yeah. And um, I won't mention the person who sang this particular guide track, but we have a very special privilege in that Tim has released That's just one me. of the... I find that to be, I honestly find that to be cruel because the person who is doing the guide track is a professional, phenomenal singer. And you're going to hear that in relation to actually what aired, and that that's cruel. There's a cruelty here. Well, Graham. actually, with this particular guide track, yes. it was one where the the guide track singer wasn't able to sing high enough. <laughs> and the story that Tim tells is that this um, guide track was sent to the network, oh. and they they actually were kind of scared mm. because they had no idea how it was going to sound. Right. And so then when you recorded, because you have a higher voice than the person who sings yes, the guy go track, ahead, say it, girlish. You were able to nail the song. Use the word girlish. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so to talk about that. So uh, did you hear that version? Yeah, I did hear that version, but I'm in no position to ever go, hey, this sounds awful. I mean, I obviously I hear the guide track and that all I can be is utterly grateful. I'm not ever going to go, yeah, listen, this guy could not sing it, but I could. Um, I heard the version. I mean, he, he's got a, a more masculine, deeper voice than I do, and it's a very high-pitched song. And uh, being girlish of look and voice, uh, <laughs> I was able to hit, the, hit those notes. So, um, it, you know, I, I suppose that's very flattering of, of, uh, in a way, but I, um, I, you know, see, the thing is that as an actor, you're kind of very protected from any panic um, that you, that may or may not go on. So all I knew was at some point we got to go, and I went and, and recorded it. Hearing all that, uh, I hope they see my value now. The girlish notes. I'm good for the girlish notes. Now, this this is a spoiler, even as, as of the finale, okay. but uh, Tim also told us that there was some special content for the season three DVD. Ah, yes. That Jeffster is involved in. Right. What can you tell us about that? I don't know. I don't know how to go about this. This is one of those territories where the teeth need to be pulled out uh, because I feel like I should hold back. Um, all I'll say is that as I'm, you know, sort of describing how Vic went about putting together some of these songs, we'll get a glimpse into. Lester and Jeff prepping a song. That's great. That's great. That's I all that. I want to say. Maybe I've said too much. Oh my God. You'll have to ask the powers that be if I've said too much. Mm -hmm. Now, Tim also mentioned something about. What has Tim told you everything about me? This is just getting awkward. <laughs> Tim also mentioned something about a Bollywood version of something. No, I have not heard that. Although, okay. I will say this if that is true or if there's anything about that, I would kill to do that. Uh -huh. I think that. Uh, that's the next step, <laughs> taking over the world. Yeah, stepping out of, of specifics. Yeah, how Great. how is, has Jeffster changed how people react to you on the street? I know you told Mel that people have a joy when they see you on the street. I did not say you. that. I did not say joy. I said actually the opposite of joy, a hatred, because Lester's not a sweet, sweet character. Mm -hmm. uh, but Jeffster, ironically, interestingly, uh, has brought about a bit more joy. It actually people seem to, I don't know why, but they identify on some level, it seems, with the train wreck that Jeffster is. Maybe they go, if those guys can do it, anybody can, and we can all live out our dreams. Um, but it has, it has upped the recognition factor, for good and for 
not good. Uh, is that your question, Greg? Did I interrupt you? Um, no, no, that's, no, that's come it. No, come on. That's it. Come on, man. Be stronger. <laughs> now, do you have time for a few fan questions? Okay, absolutely. Cool. Well, we have one from Julie. Ah, Julie. From, from France. Ah, sweet Julie. Bonjour. And Ça va? Julie asks, you traveled to India yes. for a movie. Yes. Where else would you like to travel and would you like to go to France? I would not like to go to France, Julie. Uh, it seems like a horrible... No. Um, Julie, Paris, France, c'est vraiment quelque... C'est une destination que je vraiment voudrais... Uh, I would really like to go. I'm going to drop the French there. Um, yeah, I would love to be... For me, the idea of having a kind of big uh, international career in life is the ultimate goal. Uh, you know, Toronto is obviously beautiful, but I wanted to start expanding out. Um, I was in Buenos Aires, Argentina uh, a year and a half ago or something like that, and, and to be in South America is extraordinary. Um, France is always actually, and this is not just because of usually, although um, somewhere that I've, I've actually thought of myself at some point of actually living. Oh, really? Yeah, oddly. I don't know why. So uh, I would love to, but, but shooting in, on location is... Um, it's pretty spectacular. Mm -hmm. It's really spectacular because you you don't get a chance to actually travel two, three days here, two, three days there. You kind of end up localizing on, in such a way that you get to know the, the local flavor. And uh, shooting in India really opened that up for me where you're kind of in one location for three, four months. And... Um, uh, I'd love to do that in France. I'd love to do that in South America. You know, all over, all mm -hmm. over, the world, all over Europe. Yeah. Great. The next one is from Brazil. Oddly oh, enough. Where? Uh, Jacqueline from Baja, Bahia, Brazil. Okay, Bahia. Lester is my favorite Buy More character. What's the matter with you, Jacqueline? He is so cynical. Yes. I just laugh out loud <laughs> and get my peeps thinking I'm just as nuts as he is. Wow. Where do you get the inspiration for the character? Because it must come from some dark places. <laughs> You're right. Um, listen, we've all had heartbreak and disappointment in our lives, uh, Jackie, if I may. And uh, I need to just draw from that and spout out his bile. It's not pleasant uh, to be in that place day in and day out, but um, it's vital for his engine. For his dark, dark engine, and you need you need help. You need a lot of help. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, cat. Uh, uh, no location asks. Oh, cat, where are you? Um, what Easy. has been your favorite? Don't make me scared to be alone with you, Jeffrey. Moment. <laughs> Listen, at every moment that Lester is near Jeffrey, there's a there's a feeling of that. It it gets bigger and smaller. Um, Jeff has a tendency to uh, go into some very odd, sometimes sexual places that I think even Lester, with his darkness, uh, gets a quiet fear of. And so anytime that Jeff goes there, Lester wants to run uh, and protect himself. Jeff also has a, a violent side that Lester needs to protect himself from. So in general, as crazy and cracked up as Lester is, Jeff is more so. More cool. so. Wait. More so. All right, go on. <laughs> and, uh, and the last one, Gildish, um, wrote in on Twitter and said very simply, please let Vic know that he's appreciated and makes Canada proud. Oh. The whole country, apparently. Wow. Every single person? Yeah. Or you mean just the actual earth of it? <laughs> he's a very good actor oh. who puts a lot of detail into his work. 
What's that fellow's name? Gildish. Gildish. Thank you. That actually means a lot. I don't feel appreciated by Canada. No, no, I, I really appreciate that. that uh, you've caught me at a weird, sincere moment now. You caught me off guard. Now I dislike you, but thank you. Thank you, man. And so that's it for the fan questions. Wow. But um, I guess next up is just what's next up for you? Well, uh, I am the monstrosity that you see here on my uh, girlish visage is uh, for a film that I'm, I'm, I'm shooting now. I'm kind of on a little break from uh, called Afghan Luke and the Burgundy of Hash. Very different than uh, Chuck. It's about uh, Canadian journalists who go to Afghanistan kind of looking for insane angles on a story, and I played one of these journalists. Um, darker, much darker, dramatic, if you will. Um, and so we're in the middle of shooting that now. Uh, and it's kind of... Uh, it's kind of interesting. It's interesting to kind of, it feels like I'm revisiting Chuck right now because I'm kind of immersed in that world. Spent today talking to Globe and Mail reporters who have been embedded over there um, in, in the midst of that research. So um, that's what's up right now. Great. Yeah. yeah. Well, can't wait to see it. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. <laughs> well, really, really appreciate you being with us. Absolutely my pleasure, man. And great to finally meet you. Yeah, I know. It's been, we've been circling each other for 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thanks so much. Thank you, buddy. All right. We're both gonna, we shook hands, and now we're going to sit here awkwardly. <laughs>
Yeah, North Coast Rep. So me and Mark will be doing a show together, some stand-up. Very, very cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's talk about Jester because, of course, this is the yes. Jester special. So we're going to go back in time. And I want you to tell me about when you, because you're, I understand you're not a musician. No. <laughs> and so when you when you first heard the concept that you were going to be this musician, how did you feel? What, what went through your mind? Uh, scared, <laughs> like nervous. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't play any instruments and uh, I'm not, you don't want to hear me sing really. So <laughs> I was a little nervous, uh, definitely. And um is scary, you know, like how, how are we going to pull this off? You know, I'm just terrified. And, and plus, wait, we work at the buy more where these nerds <laughs> and now you're going to turn us into musicians. And, yeah. um, but you know, I think it, it's, it's evolved and it's really turned into something fun. Yeah. Um, terrifying, terrifying, but fun. Mm hmm. Yeah. And and so how what what would you say it's meant for the Jeff character? I mean certainly first of all we we see you a lot more on screen now. Um mm -hmm. and uh and so and I know Vic shared with us that um it's actually changed even people when they see him on the street how they react to him. How how have you seen a difference? Yeah, I mean they, you know of course they're you know the with the Chuck fans and then but then you got the Jeffster fans. So you know it's sometimes you see people on the street and you know, they're like, Jeff Star. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's like the first thing they'll say is Jeffster, you know. Or, uh -huh. and, and what about for the character? Because we do see you a lot more in the storylines. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been great. You know, it's been great to, to have, um, to, to kind of evolve with the, with the characters and, and the relationship between um, Jeff and Lester through through Jeffster as well. It's, it's been great. And it's provided us with some, some storylines, you know, out, outside of the, the spy story out, you know, sort of outside of the buy more a little bit. Um, so it, that's been really nice, you know, mm -hmm. to have that, that little bit of an arc. Yeah. Well, and, and, uh, I really love the fact that, I mean, when you first see Jeff and Lester, they seem like, I, and no, no offense, but they seem like nobodies, but then you get a storyline oh. like, discovering your <laughs> missile command past yeah. and, and it's like wow there, there's actually something to these characters still and, nobody yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well back to a nobody he, he i had, guess he had, a, he had a moment of glory you know yeah. a moment that he could have been yeah something bigger than he was you know uh-huh very yeah. very very cool well um now by this time because this is airing after the finale yes um people will have seen the climactic sequence <laughs> and and you're you're right in there the, the music video plays a key part yes. in, the, in the finale how did that feel um that 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 was that i mean you i think you've seen some of the pictures they yeah. they they've leaked you know leaked them out or whatnot but uh it's gonna be pretty uh i think it's gonna be pretty ridiculous <laughs> and, <laughs> uh yeah the finale is gonna be great amazing finale but um that music video is just going to be, you know, absolutely ridiculously fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, we've we've dressed up as uh, I don't I don't know what they what they leaked out. The, you saw the photos though, but mm, uh, yeah, yeah, we're in a few different getups and <laughs> yeah, cool. And um, it, it was a lot of fun doing. I've never that was like my first music video. Obviously, I'm not a mm -hmm. musician. So yeah, cool. And um, and so well, we'll take it, let's take it back to um your your process like now of course you're not singing 
Well, you, I mean, you do a little bit of a the backup, a little bit of backup vocals yeah. sometimes, yeah. Um, um, and so, what is what's the typical process for you when when they say there's going to be a Jester song? Um, well, yeah, I mean, Vic goes in and records and and um, with Tim, and uh, sometimes on a few of the songs, I've done a little bit of backup vocals, but. Um, Basically, you know, I kind of come into it when we're ready to film. Um, mm-hmm. I've worked with Tim and, uh, and some of the guys on the crew trying to just, you know, because I'm, I'm not really playing, but I'm, well, I want to sort of, you know, try to be a little bit authentic and mm-hmm. using my hands and, and with the keyboards or, or the guitar or the guitar, <laughs> <laughs> trying to, you know, give some credibility to the, to the incredible jester. Uh, well, and, yeah. and, and talk about that a little bit because um, Tim has described that uh, in order to make the music work, where you're really the only musician, it has to look like you're this crazy, awesome musician, mm-hmm. and yet you also have to balance that with playing the Jeff character, who's kind of yeah. a, you know, a little bit vacant <laughs> up here. Well, I mean, you, you, I think you know we. We all probably have our, our sort of vacant sides and, you know, where we're, we're a little aloof. And then and then we all have our things that we're really good at. So mm-hmm. um, so for Jeff, you know, he's got all his his craziness. But, uh, you know, his music is, is definitely something that that he's good at. So mm-hmm. I think it, it's sort of a place. Uh, some the music is something that focuses him, focuses the character. Yeah. And so he's and and he gets a lot of joy obviously out of playing with uh lester (laughs) (laughs) it's a it's his moment of glory you know yeah well i guess i guess after missile command you um jeff used the skills that he that he had learned with missile command and applied them to music yeah his finger skills you know (laughs) buttons and now he's playing music yeah so um you worked a couple of times with tim jones then what what is that like when you when you actually go into the studio um, it's, it's amazing watching Tim because, you know, he, he's a composer and, uh, and it's just interesting. Like it's, a, I'm learning as well, just going in there and I don't even quite understand what he's doing, but it's, it's interesting just to learn how he can, you know, play with the music and, and do different things with, uh, the recordings and, and create, you know, the Jeffster sound because we're doing these covers, but yet we're sort of making them our own. So, and, and. And you have to give a lot of credit. I mean, Tim's amazing with with what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's kind of been a, a learning experience for me as well to see that. Mm-hmm. And now you you watch the episodes, right? Yeah, yes. I haven't, I haven't. I'm a little. I haven't seen the last few because I was out of town for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. So, um, what's your reaction when you hear the finished product? Uh, yeah, it's you know, it's it's like oh my god, it's you know, it, it's it's jester so it's like it's it's beautifully horrible in some way. You know, it's like it's amazing what he's created you know it's yeah. like because it's a, it has to be it has to be like a you know it has to be this cover but it it has to be made you know to sound i think he's really given us a unique sound so mm-hmm. it's, it's really interesting to see what it comes out to sounding uh-huh. like yeah well and yet at the same time you do an unplugged episode and I, I thought that sounded actually quite good yeah that, that that was um you know vic and vic's amazing i mean he's he's a really good singer you know so mm-hmm. it's that that was kind of fun you know to do that and uh to sing sort of a a, a softer kind of more mellow song too it was 
it uh, I thought it came off came off well, yeah. Mm-hmm. For Jester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and your process was a little bit different on the um there was an episode that aired just recently where it was Jeff without the stir and you you were just doing some Jeff 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 Oh yeah, just I was trying to to break out on my own. Yeah. And they actually yeah, took we... that and then recorded the music after that, which is kind of yeah, different. Yeah, that was uh, the uh, I think they call that the T-Pain Mm. Uh, the the rapper uh, that sound where they put it through some sort of synthesizer or you know mm-hmm. to give it that I don't know if that's the word the for it but um, yeah so I just recorded that on set uh, when we did when we filmed the scene and then they go in and Tim goes in and, and adds all that effect to it. And Ooh, my name is Jeff, uh, Jeff, Jeff. That's right, I said my name is Jeff. A uh, Jeff, a uh, Jeff. Ooh, my name is Jeff. A uh, Jeff, Jeff. That's right, I said my name is Jeff. A uh, Jeff, a uh, Jeff. That's good, son. It, it might be a little lyrically lacking. So I go from bad to uh, to worse, and we see why 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 Jeff needs Lester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then we get to recording the music video. We talked about it a little bit, but what was it like to to record it? Was it was it fun? Was it different? The unique experience, obviously. Yeah, well, it it's different um, doing the video, um, obviously, than like when you're filming a scene that's sort of more part of the the narrative of the episode. Um, and uh, you know, of course, music videos have all their symbolic themes and. And, and stuff going on in them. So, you know, uh, I think from some of the pictures that you've seen that have been leaked out, you know, we're, we're decked out in these wild costumes and cowboys and Indians and whatnot. So, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we have a lot of, a, a lot of stuff that it's sort of like this alternate Jeffster world, I guess, in the music video. And, uh, uh-huh. Yeah, and um, you know, showing a little skin here and there. <laughs> <You know. laughs> cool. Um, and so now let's move move on a little bit towards um, season four. Um, what's your your hope for for the Jeff character and also for for Jeffster? What you're going to see in season four? You know, um, it's really interesting. I I I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, and uh, you'll see why when when the uh, when you see the finale of the episode. Uh, but I, um, you know, I, I hope, uh, with Jeffster, you know, we can, we continue to evolve as a band and, and we get better and, and better that, uh, you know, somebody might hire us someday. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll, maybe we'll, we'll get a big mall tour, uh, around America, the Jeffster mall tour. We'll do the buy more tour. We'll, we'll perform in all the buy more stores, uh, uh-huh. um, <laughs> or, maybe, maybe uh, a bar mitzvahs. Bar mitzvahs, state fairs. Uh, I don't know about a wedding. We probably wouldn't want to ruin anybody's wedding day. But uh, uh, been there, done yeah, that. I, I guess. I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've we've already ruined one wedding close to home. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, you know, uh, you know, it, I think it'll be fun to just see that relationship with Lester evolve and, and see what happens with the band. And um, I think for Jeff, it, you know, just. I thought like that, you know, it's interesting to see characters find out about Chuck's world, um, that he's a spy, but 
I also think it, there's a lot of fun to be had with, uh, especially with Jeff, just his aloofness to being within the spy world, but not knowing it and not knowing what's going on around him and having mm-hmm. one one idea of, of what's happening and the other people around him have another idea. So, you know, I'm looking forward to more of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I also like I've always I've always uh, kind of bug the writers about uh, exploring, you know, Jeff's mother because we know she's in jail and, uh, and you know, and it'd be just interesting to see, you know, does, does she get out and is there a, a reunion between Jeff and his mom and, and you know, she's got this criminal background so, you know, maybe that could tie into a storyline somehow and yeah, it'd be, fun, it'd be fun to, you know, maybe somehow she gets involved in, in something with her, her criminal background. Yeah. And, yeah. So, or or <laughs> Jeff's mom is Mama Bartowski. Yeah, right. <laughs> they I'm, don't know. <laughs> I'm like a half a half sibling. Bartowski. Yeah. Of course, my sister sister on, on is a you know the stripper you know that we yeah. had at Awesome's bachelor party. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great great family lineage I come from. <laughs> yeah. I'd say that Jeff is actually doing the best. It sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very very cool. So uh, so Chuck is coming in the fall, and um, and you've got a couple more months off. So uh, what? Tell me uh, how can how can fans find you when you're doing shows? Uh, Facebook, yeah. Mm-hmm. I put everything I have a, a page on uh, Facebook and uh, MySpace, but mostly through the Facebook page. I mm-hmm. kind of keep everybody alert uh, of what's going on and and shows, and um, that's a good way to find me. Mm-hmm. And are you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter, Scott mm-hmm. underscore underscore Krinsky. Cool. So they can they can find you there. And do you update both? Uh, yeah, yeah. Facebook probably probably a little bit more on the Facebook than mm-hmm. I do uh, tweeting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool. But uh, and uh, and also you know I have a, a film that I did with uh, with Mark. Mark's in it. Mark Christopher Lawrence mm-hmm. and uh, Patricia Ray that played Bologna, mm-hmm. uh, Mark's mother. Uh, we did a film uh, called Silver Lake Video. The movie it takes place in a it's like kind of like a clerks in a video store, and that's uh, in the Dances with Films uh, festival here in L.A. Oh, cool! And it's going to be screening Thursday night, June tenth mm-hmm. at uh, seven o'clock at the Lemley Sunset Five uh, theaters on Sunset Boulevard. Great! And you said June first, you have a show, uh, live show with with Mark. With with Mark, stand up show June first, Tuesday night. Very, very cool, and uh, yeah, I've caught one of your shows before. They're very, very yeah. good. So, uh, yeah, thank I hope you for that, coming. <laughs> yeah, if if fans are in LA, make sure you uh, check out uh, Scott's shows. Um, and, oh, and I almost forgot. Um, Liz, one of the co-hosts on the podcast, um, also does work with a website called Nice Girls TV, and she interviewed an actress, a Deborah Puet, or um. And yeah, she's, Deborah Puet. Yeah, Deborah Puet, and she said to say hi. Uh, oh, when wow. she heard we were doing this interview, she said, "Oh, you got you got to say hi to Scott." Yeah, me and Deborah go way back. Oh, yeah. Good. Well, hello, Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll see her. I'm sure I'll see her around LA soon. Yeah. Very very cool. So, uh, are there any other shows uh, or projects we can promote? For uh, there, there, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to hear on a few things. So hopefully, I will have some good good news to report to you guys and uh, put it on the uh, Chuck TV. Very very cool. So, uh, so Scott, I so much appreciate your time. Um, hopefully, I'll be back in LA soon to uh, see another of your, of your shows. But uh, thanks so much for being part of the Jester Special. Well, thank you, Gray. Thank you for, for for your support of the show. 
great. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. And we're back. And this is not the end because we have some sponsors to thank. And also we're going to tell you about part two and what you can expect from that. But uh, really excited to announce that we have a new sponsor who is sponsoring the Jester Special and our finale podcast for next week. And that is Brunel's Web Solutions. It's a web design company that offers custom website design, web marketing, CMS integration, that's WordPress, and also programming. And if you're interested, you can check out their website at www.brenelz.com. That's for Americans, www.brenelz.com. And, uh, and the owner, Brenly, happens to be a Chuck fan. You can follow him on Twitter at brenelz or Z for Canadians. We also want to thank our longtime sponsors, moviemorons.com it's a podcast about film if you're a fan of film and enjoy listening to intelligent discussion not uh, moronic discussion check out moviemorons.com and of course our sponsors syrianjunkies.de they're with us for another year they're the largest television fan site in germany they of course cover chuck as well as a bunch of other shows so if you are a fan of television and are a uh, Fluent in German, check out syrianjunkies.de for all the latest news on your favorite television shows. Mm -hmm. And we're going to start to wrap things up for part one, but we do want to remind you to check out all of our episodes on blip.tv. You may be wondering what you can do over the summer. Of course, one of the things you can do during the Chuck hiatus is go back and watch all the episodes of Chuck. And you can also go back and watch all the episodes of the podcast that go along with the episodes. And uh, there's tons and tons and tons of interviews. As a matter of fact, we've been putting out I think about two podcasts a week for the last two or three months, and I'm sure there's episodes you've missed. So check them out at blip.tv. That's right. And keep talking to us. Keep sending in those emails and commenting, and you know you know where to send those emails. And if you don't, just mail us at mail at chuckpodcast.com. And we don't have any spoilers for this week, but we do have is another podcast. So part two is should be already available on blip.tv. Wherever you found part one, you're going to find part two. And it's got the behind-the-scenes look, including an interview with musician Eugene Edwards and also composer Tim Jones and a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff. You're going to love it. Bye-bye. See ya. Bye, Chucksters. <laughs>